All right, Token Smart Podcast, episode 18. Uh, I think it's 18. Had another awesome whip this past week, another big one coming up this week. And uh, I feel like I successfully like undersold and over-delivered, uh, not like me personally, but uh, as a team, I feel like uh, this past week, wasn't really sure how that was going to work out with the field trip. And, you know, based on how things have gone in the past and we've tried some risky things the first time around with a giant crowd of people, wasn't sure, you know, just trying to set expectations properly. And shit was pretty flawless, man. Uh, you know, People had really good things to say about it. Actually, since we've been in there last time, one of the things we heard back from was just that the lighting was sort of dim and uh, Voxel Architects went back in there and tuned up the lighting a little bit for us. But it was a pretty smooth event. The art drop was cool. Uh, people got in there pretty seamlessly. I wasn't really anticipating that. And we're, we're still trying to figure out how to maximize um, the Mozilla Hub's build properly. But... Uh, all in all, I, I feel like it was pretty, pretty solid. And then going out with a bang this week before we take a break uh, for a week after that. So uh, what what did you guys think? How, how was the feedback on your end? What was your guys' takeaway from this past week? You're right about the Hubs one. Like the, the, I was expecting more problems, I think, and how well it worked to have everybody jump from one to the other. I guess it wasn't too surprising. I mean, we, we're working with a lot of you know, there's a lot of people in our community who are relatively technical, so it's like, <laughs> I, I guess I was really I trying to give surprised. people like baby steps. I'm like, right. <laughs> please come into Discord first. <laughs> and then once we're all there, we will click this link. Uh, yeah, man, maybe I underestimated our people. Uh, sorry, man, go ahead. Maybe, but it's, I enjoyed how that turned out. And I really think after having it such a big success in doing that, I feel much more confident in doing it more future ones too yeah what stands out to me was metageist kind of like tripping balls because i think he had his quest on and he was just looking at that uh, giant spawn 3d rendering that was like being exploded up and he was just saying how amazing it is to like go around in that sort of in hubs uh, using that vr headset and it got me really excited of of things definitely to come but I mean, to the point of the seamless transition, it definitely was smoother than I was anticipating as well. Uh, at the very beginning, I was like, uh-oh, I saw a few people kind of struggling to log in. Um, but after just like one or two people had issues, it seemed like no one had any issues after that. We had like 44 people like in the blink of the eye that were chilling there watching the event through me, um, which for the event on Thursday seemed to be like around half of the, the people like from the peak concurrent attendees making into hubs, which is a pretty solid showing. Nothing groundbreaking in that front, but it was just nice to know that we can start building out those, the experiences across the metaverse and these different VR worlds. And it makes me excited to try out Decentraland, hopefully sometime in July uh, for like a similar after-party metaverse field trip. Yeah, it's really fun, man. And especially because in, in hubs, the controls are pretty open for people. So it, you know, allows people to just throw up something like a giant swan piece of art for people to look at. And it's cool to get like our whole squad of people into a different environment that we can all sort of like collectively talk about and tinker around. Because after, after the after party, 
people were hanging out in hubs for you know the better part of an hour i want to say just sort of like shooting the shit and like playing around with some of the controls and getting a feel for it and yeah man being able to do that in decentraland 2 and and just continuing to sort of flesh out these experiences in different places this one was way yeah way less problems and way more fun than anticipated because i i guess i just felt like hubs doesn't isn't as flashy in terms of like the wearables and like the you know extensive weirdness that crypto voxels had but it definitely holds its own weight in terms of the different things that do work very seamlessly in in that environment yeah you know that's a really because we've touched on that before when we talked you know sometimes we sort of compare some of these social vr blockchain land-based projects and everything we always talk about, you know, each one seems to have its niche and it, it seems to be doing its niche very, very well. So if you're able yeah. to, you know, hey, we've got this particular idea we want to make and it's like, and that's going to work best in this platform. So for this part of the whip, we're going to dump everybody over to that platform because we know it's going to work really well over there. Like, I think that opens up a lot of doors for us. Well, that feels so, like the direction yeah. where everything's going to. Like we're we're uncovering the the strongest points or aspects of these different VR worlds, and through these events, we're we're doing the Lord's work. I think for anyone else that's paying attention to the space and and thinking about like how to build out and uh, design virtual experiences. Like we're literally uncovering it every single week as we explore further and further and try different things. And I'm really excited for hubs. Like after, as we were going on that uh, a tour of the Token Smart Lounge and hubs, it's just like, it's, it's going to be perfect when we start like expanding even these sorts of conversations, like the post whip uh, Token Smart podcast, like recording it as we're chilling in the Token Smart Lounge and hubs, having people watch us live, maybe communicating with us, like on a Twitch stream, like communicating with us, helping us build this. Uh, podcast out in real time before we like bundle it up do some quick edits and push it out uh on the the podcatchers and stuff like that but like the fact that it was so smooth and like the state everyone was just like on the same page right away there was no lag there was no real technical yeah. glitches or issues which makes those sorts of of real-time experiences that much more practical uh, and achievable dude that that's a cool idea, actually. Maybe maybe the listening party becomes you get to hop into hubs during the live recording of the podcast or something like that, and then we'll chop it up and edit it for like the actual public release, you know, later on. But that mm -hmm. it does open so many cool possibilities. So so help me out. I feel like obviously I understand that Decentraland is its own thing and is on the Ethereum blockchain, which is the main. To me appears like the main differentiator between that and hubs because aside from that aspect I, you know i guess in my head i'm like we want decent we want to have a presence in decentraland and some of the reasons behind that are specifically because we want to do a lot of these mixed media type of presentations that you seem to be able to do like pretty seamlessly in hubs and then Jim cranked the max people up to 50. So we were all able to be in there concurrently, you know, at least for this event until they, you know, continue to grow like the crypto voxels ones has. So I guess I'm saying all that to say, like, does aside from being Ethereum based, like does Decentraland really offer anything in terms of like bells and whistles that hubs does not? 
the biggest thing the central land i feel offers especially if let's say you started a store like those a couple people were talking about you know they run say you run a retail store or something like that and you want to figure out a way to sell it online like central land has since it's built on ethereum it has that flowing you know that's part of the okay. culture that's part of the people who are in there like you expect most of the people who come to Decentraland probably have dealt with crypto before. So if you make it available to buy your product with crypto, they can figure it out. Hubs okay. doesn't have that on it. So if you're trying to start up like a store or you're trying to use it for that sort of thing, like hubs would probably fall pretty short because you'd have to design everything from scratch yourself to make that work. I, You know, those are the use cases because, I mean, yeah, as far as mixed media presentation and stuff, like hubs seems to have it on it seems to be on the ball pretty well for some of those. The more I play with it, the more I like some of their ease of use. I mean, it kind of reminds me a lot of a, if you've ever played it in a VR thing like Rec Room. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Rec Room is more based around games and stuff, but there is a social aspect to it where you've got a little whiteboard you can draw with other people and stuff like that. Yeah, talking to people like um, Frankie Needles, who him and I guess a few other folks in DCL, they're trying to build out like, um, like, Radio stations or TV stations, like uh, they're trying to build out like broadcast systems within Decentraland, and like according to them, one of the big draws is uh, the fact that their efforts are more or less like uncensorable over there, uh, and that's probably like debatable, like the very technical extremes of like how they set their servers and stuff up. Um, but according to them, like that's a huge draw, like longer term, and that sort of like piggybacks on the on um, what. Trizit was talking about in terms of being able to like set up like, digital storefronts that like rely on the Ethereum blockchain for for settlement and stuff like that. Uh, so I think that's definitely a, a big differentiator potentially between something like Cubs and and DCL. But like for what we're talking about, our purposes, like Hubs is is definitely more than adequate. Um, like I don't see us. Mm -hmm like setting up anything super controversial that could potentially be sensible or something like that wherever we go um, versus like some people who maybe, I don't know, maybe they want to broadcast something super controversial or maybe they want to get into like uh, like adult entertainment or something like that, which I think like one of the districts in Decentraland has been aiming for for like the past two years or something like that to build that out because of that, mm -hmm. the uncensorable nature i guess of, of how that project's designed but i think that's well, a key point to kind of just hold on to yeah that's it's debatable whether or not that's you know it's it's an interesting one because totally unrelated to decentraland or any of the crypto stuff it's like it actually reminds me a lot of uh debates and conversation when people start talking about you know in america the first <laughs> the freedom of speech sort of amendment it's like freedom of speech doesn't just because you can say whatever you want doesn't save you from the social ramifications of what mm -hmm. you say, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, we, the entire ecosystem, that's not, it's not only crypto, but every other VR social platform. I'm trying to recall a situation where something truly controversial was pushed out there in place to really test that. We haven't seen anybody mm -hmm. do something so bad <laughs> that, you yeah. know, the forces of yeah. higher forces actually do something to try to remove it. So, the real test of how true that is was going to come as soon as something really bad gets thrown up. And I'm not the, I don't want to test that myself, but yeah, right. <laughs> it's an interesting thought process. Really? That, you know, 
Well, I don't know. It might be fun. You don't really <laughs> still out of control, Chislet. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, sure, Matt. I'll, well, how's about we do me... it, and I'll say you told me. You told me to. <laughs> you see, that's so, the same thing. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't dare to go try it right now because I like the space and I like what I'm seeing and stuff. And that, and that, I'm already feeling like that. You know, it's like I try not to censor myself too much, but I'm already occasionally finding myself holding back if I feel something's not going to be taken well because I'm like, oh man, it's. Do I really want to test? You know, the government's reach over here. <laughs> Let me pull a thread like a little bit further and, and I'm just honestly genuinely curious what you guys think. So if like, so the, the censorship thing I understand, right. And, but I feel like that's also like a fairly like niche audience that like really cares enough about that to like pick one platform over the other. Right. So, and maybe that's not true, but I guess that's my impression. So if like hubs were to, incorporate nfts in a way that would make it like pretty easy to set up a storefront or something like that or like reasonably easy i'm like is that the decentraland killer like is is at that point would the only thing that decentraland has to offer be that censorship piece or is there still like more to it and i don't play around decentraland i mean maybe there's like a lot of reasons that do set or a lot of things that do set it apart but i, I guess i'm just wondering <laughs> what those are I don't well, you know, it's it's interesting looking at some conversation around Decentraland that trying to make their distributed autonomous organization where mana holders can vote on big ticket issues and things like that. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, when you say censorship, you know, it can't be censorship censored or does it is it more censorship resistant? Because I'm like, if something was really bad, isn't the whole point of that that you could now you could go out to the community and say, Hey, we don't agree with this. Do you or do you people all not agree with this? Should we remove, say, Frankie Needle's broadcast station if he said something really bad? Could they vote on it and have some sort of side thing that would wipe it out? Okay. I don't know. I mean, that's a democratic way of looking at it, right? The majority just voted out that you're doing the wrong thing. So you're not really getting censored by <laughs> the government, but you're still getting censored in a way, right? I don't know. So Decentraland is trying to make it like the power of the users is supposed to be what drives it. Whereas hubs yeah. being owned by mozilla like if they got a cease and desist from somebody i mean i guess they've got livelihoods to maintain so they would have to go through it so there is a that's the difference i guess right yeah i see that as like the big fundamental difference but i'm but since i'm not super involved in decentraland like this this is a conversation i'd love to have with like a maddie dcl blocker yeah i feel like yeah. he would have like all the nuance uh to give and add uh, with his take so yeah, I it's feel like happen, that's another man. podcast. He's, it is, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he saw uh, us talking about our build into Decentraland and everything and uh, made some sort of comment indicating that he's totally down for, uh, you know, whip into Decentraland. And I would love to have him on. Yeah, the, the whip and, uh, you know, maybe a podcast as well with us just to sort of like talk about his experiences over there because it, it does seem like he brings a, a lot of knowledge to the table. But in the meantime, we got crypto voxels back in crypto voxels this week, and the after party. I, I believe we're, all, we're staying all in crypto voxels, uh, unless whale sharks got some plots somewhere else that we're trying to hop between or or whatever. Uh, I know Matthew's been in contact with him more than I have about it. You want to sort of drop some details on us, man? Yeah. So it's the whale shark sponsored whip this week. Um, we have a nice speaker list. We have John Crane from Super Rare. We'll talk. Kevin Awaki from Gitcoin. 
be sharing uh, work in progress from Gitcoin. And then Whale Shark, of course, will give an update about the state of whale. And then we have a cool panel um, that we've been putting together. Um, so basically, like, the premise is that there are all these like NFT games or collectibles in the space. And I think it'd be really interesting to look at like the pros and cons of having whales join these projects in the early days uh, and then through the life of the projects. So some of the most notable projects in the space, uh, like CryptoKitties, will have Jordan, uh, I guess more commonly known as Poopy, <laughs> join us. Mm -hmm. Alexander, co-founder of Axie Infinity, and then John from Gods Unchained, and then maybe one white whale from another project that we're, I'm trying my damnedest to get on, but I don't know if their schedules are just so tied up and busy, but they're notoriously difficult to reach. Um, but I'd really like to get one extra project on there to uh, cut it up with with Whale Shark and the rest of the folks there uh, with me moderating. And then after that, we'll be heading from uh, one of Whale Shark's uh, builds in CryptoVoxels, or maybe racing rather, to another because he has a little giveaway that he's planning. And I feel like it would be fun to like chop up or remix what we've been doing in terms of like a walking fuel chip and turn it more into a race and then add some other challenge element after they get to the, the final destination to make them eligible for, for the giveaway. And then there's gonna be like a whole separate unveil of a whole nother stealth project um, that Will Shark has been working on with the team over there. So yeah, exciting week. I feel like a lot of people will be really interested in hearing all the speakers and then the panel and then seeing what whale sharks up to over there. So I'm really excited about it. It's been a blast planning this. Hell yeah, man. It's funny. Last time we did, actually, I think it was two times ago when we did a field trip and everyone sort of filed out and the rendering or whatever in crypto voxels made it just seem like everyone got like obliterated by snipers right out of the door. It's just like a sea of wearables <laughs> and no bodies at all, uh, just the way it had rendered on my end. So uh, I don't know, this, the, sprint, the sprint will be interesting, but why not, man? We, we try something new every week. Why, why not try something new this time around? Curious to know, man, are there, I, I can think of like many arguments off the top of my head, like for and against, uh, are there like, one or two bullet points in terms of like the main arguments for or against whales being involved in these projects or is it you know a lot of people with a lot of opinions um i don't have any i like i don't think i need to share my personal bullet points i'm just more curious to hear what the the projects themselves would talk about and see like if we can get some sort of like really interesting debate because hearing people even just talk about like crypto voxels right some outsiders come in and they view it as being maybe like more controlled by whales than they'd like or something like that and it'd be okay. interesting to get that insider's take of like well actually having whales could be or has been super helpful because of x y and z uh, but then being a little bit more real like and then opening up this sort of whale behavior is kind of like detrimental and then just like kind of like getting everyone on the same page because i feel like there isn't like a real open discussion on that sort of topic it just people see it as a sort of like given state of affairs that's like a natural norm and i don't think it is like that but yeah we'll, we'll see how the conversation expo uh, expands and we have some other questions to keep stoking the flames to, to keep it interesting and fresh that's cool we should definitely uh for that we should be collecting questions and we should when, when everybody finally gets to hear what everybody has to say afterwards we really need to open it up to 
questions because I feel like I hear I see a lot of people, you know, arguing either for or against whatever all over Discord and stuff. And it'd be cool to say, well, here's your chance to talk to these people on the other side. No, totally. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like getting that that audience engagement is super out, like crucial. Last week, if there is something that I feel like didn't go really well was I, I definitely missed some questions that people were asking either in Discord or within the, the CV chat just because of the fragmented nature of like where people were communicating and listening and stuff. So I feel like that was a little bit suboptimal. So like this week, if, if we're able to do something to improve that, especially given like the opportunity that you mentioned, Trisla, I think that would be super beneficial for this event to make it even like that much better. You know, with this, because so last week the Twitch feed I thought worked worked really well. Now that I've got that a little better, like piped through and things with some of Dragonate's help and stuff, I feel like the, the audio worked a lot better this week. And then it made it so I was able to have the you could see the channel in both. So it doesn't matter if you're in hubs, crypto voxels, you saw mm -hmm. what was happening. Like mm -hmm. that Twitch channel, it'd be cool to have because there's a lot of cool feedback tools with Twitch too. You yeah. know, you see it when you watch streamers and you can talk in there and we haven't really been using that as much, but like that's an easy way for people who can't get into CV or they just either are, or maybe they're not even interested in seeing the versus the whip and they just want to see this. Like here's another avenue you've got if you want to funnel your question into the, into the pot, right? Because with yeah. that, I, I can mean, redirect similar... the questions back to you. Like similar to what we were doing with the the audio, where we had like dedicated people being in charge of like listening to the audio and then exactly. giving feedback either to Dragonate or me, like letting letting know things are working or not. Like Trizlet, it, it makes perfect sense for you to man the Twitch and like if questions come in through there, like you just kind of like <laughs> step into the fold and let kind of like relay that uh, to the speakers or whatever. Same thing with me, like in maybe CV chat and uh, Rizzle over and and um discord like that that could be like a cool way to kind of build out like the show aspect and kind of yeah like what poor people normally do where you have like ushers in the aisle with the microphone uh, just sort of like the exactly. virtual equivalent of what makes the most sense right now at least with our setup we we need to farm this out man the, the more you're talking about i thought that's where you were going with it but i i feel like we just need like either someone from the whip squad or like to pull someone in who can just keep an eye on all three places at the same time and then we can just be like hey so and so do we have any questions from the audience and so and so can be like yes so you know we, we just pulled this one from twitch or we just pulled this one because it's i mean we we've talked about this before and we all know like the questions are important i, I feel like when this, you know the rubber meets the road and we're in these events there's just so much to keep track of simultaneously that you can't even like really pay attention to the speakers let alone like the questions rolling in and sifting through the what's a comment and what's a question. And this is probably like a easy, you know, probably between now and the whip, we can easily find someone who's just willing, who's gonna be at the event anyway, who's just willing to be a point person for funneling questions. And- uh, Let's you know, find them out during the listening session. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, we'll be easy to, to make sure we, we ferret someone out and get someone that's interested so that we can get them locked and loaded for, for the event. That'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm picturing in my head down the road we're gonna have to uh, figure out somebody to type in a teleprompter for whoever's up there asking, <laughs> running the, the interview. <laughs> Dude, totally, man. I, and this is what you know. I keep putting appeals out there publicly, and 
you know, people have responded to it. That's how we got trippy and uh, a bunch of our guys, but for people listening, you know, if anyone wants to get in on this shit, (laughs) we got plenty of things for people to do that are, are just like that. It's like, um, you know, running mic checks, uh, you know, making, paying attention to people who have questions, uh, even stuff like podcast editing. Like there's so many behind the scenes things that are going on that, you know, if people just want to be part of the crew and, you know, ride this thing out with us, I mean, obviously the goal is world domination. So we're not just, uh, gonna continue to stay in the pond here. Uh, but and the you know the people who get us there we're, we're going to look out for but there's just so many things to do and especially like once the event happens and i i just i know i asked the question like a few weeks in a row like what's so and so speaker going to talk about i'm really interested to hear this speaker and then by the time the event comes up i'm just so you know enthralled with making sure if we pull this off successfully and doing all these things behind the scenes that i still have no idea what some of the speakers talked about uh, which sucks because I'm genuinely interested in hearing some of them. And what's sweet is that Paradox is recording these. So I have been able to go back afterwards and actually enjoy the whip like I wanted to the first time around. But uh, I mean, it's these are good problems to have, right? We need a teleprompter person. We need a question person. We need like all these helpers because we're expanding at an unsustainable clip for ourselves, basically. I- I feel like what we're talking about too is is sort of like redefining what it is that we're doing. I know a lot of people have been focused on making like virtual conferences and like calling things virtual events. I feel like we're making at the very beginnings of of creating a virtual show, like maybe the first virtual show like in the entire metaverse. I don't know about that. But like all these parts are coming together to change the character or at least like like specialize it in this very unique way. And I know we were talking to Tubador last week and he has some really, really far out insights and how to like incorporate like a writer's room and things like that into what we're doing uh, just to further differentiate this and, and refine it, make it even better longer term. And I feel like that show aspect is a really interesting framing for what what's going on on our side, but also like what works in these VR worlds and probably what other people should should aspire to when they're designing um, these sorts of, of events or uh, gatherings. That's Dude. a great idea. Dude, I need somebody feeding me witty one-liners so I come across smarter <laughs> than I am. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Dude, plug the uh, plug the worldwide whip, man. Drop it, uh, drop it on our listeners. I mean, I know you already posted about it and everything, but uh, if, if Trislet hadn't hasn't seen it or if people haven't heard about it, because that that's sort of built on some of those far out ideas that uh, Tubador was talking to us about. <laughs> yeah. So the worldwide whip is just like this. I call it like a fan fiction piece about the whip. Um, like it's set maybe a couple years in the future. Um, like COVID and like this kind of like the, the darker macro trends kind of like continue, like the people begin living more and more um, in their daily lives, like in VR, like it becomes like more second place and the whip itself becomes this globalized show. And it's something that exists across all the different time zones. It's it's that like piece of home that that part of the week that every individual knows that they can count on in these like 
darker in real life times that we're beginning to live in. And they can go to these shows wherever they are, 12 a.m. or 12 p.m. on their Thursday, gather amongst their friends, kick it with some new um, and figure out what these new projects are that are that's that are going on, find some collaborators, just like all the cool experiences and cool um, feelings that people get from the whip today, like extrapolated crazy far out in this sort of like um, snow crash meets like a more, I guess, familiar future uh, based on like what is happening around us now and how that sort of change could play out heading forward. But I'm breaking that up into five different parts and I'll be releasing that over the course of two weeks on scent. But for folks that seed me on scent, what I'm going to be doing from tomorrow or Tuesday of this week is uh, sending out an NFT that contains a link to the full uh, five-part story uh, within the NFT. So I'm tokenizing the story, so, uh, so to speak, for folks that have seeded me over on Scent. So I'm excited to get that out. I have the image already, thanks to Trippy Yogi, and just in the final edits of the story. And I'm, I already shared it with Rizzle. And he said he got the tingles. So I'm really excited to see what other people think. Yeah. So that's the World Wide Whip. That sounds amazing. Oh, yeah, We're going to manifest that shit. Not the like dystopian world falling apart. <laughs> the uh, the World Wide Whip man, uh, global domination part of it all. I'm, I'm with it. Cool, y'all. Yeah, Trizzle, you got to check it out, man. It's it's totally worth a read. And, you know, the, the thing that gave me the tingles, honestly, about it is that it really doesn't seem like super far-fetched, uh, which is yeah. what I really appreciated about it. Like, it actually seems like something that could potentially happen a few years out, especially if we keep the pace that we have been. So it's a, it's a good read. I purchased my copy. Highly recommend it. Check out uh, Matthew's post on scent for sure. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. I need to check it out because it's it's funny because it brings up all kinds of stuff. Like the reason I feel in my mind like the metaverse idea is so sticky, just like Snow Crash and all those books were, was that it, people who feel like they don't have a voice in their normal lives and they're depressed or angry or whatever, it gives them an, like here, you can be somebody who, you know, totally different, you can change your identity and nobody knows who you really are. You're now, you know... <laughs> You feel you're not heard in real life. Here's your opportunity to, and that's what. In some cases, I've seen a lot that happen with the whip. A lot, a lot of people who haven't had an opportunity to talk about it. Now, here's an engaged audience. Talk to them, and then people in the audience, like, wow, I would never have had a chance to talk to this guy. I feel. So it's it's empowering if you want to play if you want to use it like that. Dude, I Matthew and I just had this conversation last week. We report, recorded a episode of You Deserve a Drink, and I. Dude, I think we're leading mainstream adoption. It's a very small niche that we're in, but I feel like this is the path forward for crypto becoming mainstream. And it's built on the backs of actual human experiences and, you know, art and music and, you know, things that people can identify with in real life. And, you know, all the all the financial numbers and, you know, the DeFi stuff. And it's, it's all cool, but it's not going to get us there. And... I don't know, man. That I, I love uh, what Matthew had written because it just sort of falls in line with my vision that uh, I, I think we're like low key leading the charge to mainstream adoption. We'll, we'll see if I'm right, you know, five, 10 years from now. 
So, all right, y'all, what, uh, what do we got to do? We, anyone we got to hit? We got a bunch of awesome speakers coming up that we already touched on. Had a bunch of awesome speakers this past week, which I got to listen to the second time around on the Paradox's YouTube stream. Anything else we need to mention? Yeah, the week after this, we're going to be taking uh, a summer break, summer vacation from the WIP. We'll have that July 2nd spot will be off, um, but we'll be coming back with everyone to everyone uh, the following week on the 9th with another banging lineup. We have um, Frankie Needles will be talking about a cool initiative he has in DCL. Uh, Alex Masmesh will be coming on talking about his Alex social currency. Mokoto from uh, Ethereum name service will hop on. And then probably most likely we'll get Bradley from Tribal to come on and, and talk about that. And uh, a special after party uh, thrown by Syncus, probably with a, some digital wearable drops are planned for that day. Awesome. And this is, we'll actually uh, take a break from the podcast as well next week. So we yep. will, I'm sure, be in touch in the short term, but we'll circle back for our next episode in uh, a week or two after next week. Cool, y'all. Uh, Truza, you good, man? Anything else uh, we need to hit? I think we hit everybody as far as I can tell. It's been really good this week. Yep, I think so too, man. Oh, and right, uh, and happy yeah, Father's Day to all the fathers out there too. <laughs> oh yeah, there's, there's a lot of them in our discords. I was seeing it sort of said a little bit, but yeah, I feel oh, it's yeah. good to repeat it. <laughs> right on, dude. Fighting, fighting the good fight with these little people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Later, boys. Later. <laughs>